this corner, weighing 198 pounds, currently the governor of the state of California, Gavin C. Newsom! And in this corner, weighing, well, more than we can calculate, but it's a lot because there are 24 Republicans, 10 no party preferences, 9 Democrats, 2 Green, and 1 Libertarian for a grand total of 46 contenders! This match will continue from now through September 14th when Californians will take to the polls for the final round as they cast their votes to determine who will be their governor! Can Gavin Newsom retain his governorship or will one of his opponents take over the leadership in Sacramento? You will make the final decision! Join us as we give today's guest a political workout as they prepare for the final round on Team Day Radio's team coverage of the 2021 California Gubernatorial Recall Election presented by America Matters Media and KFOY AM 1060. Well, hello everybody. It is Mr. P here again and boy, we have we're not we're not just giving our contenders a workout, we're getting a workout too. So we are just excited about having another contender on the air with us today. Um, this is Teen Day Radio's uh, 2021 uh, gubernatorial recall election candidates uh, broadcast assignments. And boy, um, we gave our last contender a pretty good workout, didn't we, Faustina and, and Michael and, and, uh, and uh, Beckett, didn't we? Yeah, for yep, sure. <laughs> yep. And so, so today we have... We have Mr. We have Mr. Diego Martinez with us. Uh, I'm trying to unmute you. There you go. There you go. I'm sorry. And you're um you're going to be our next contender for today's broadcast. And the the chair that you're sitting in right now, consider that as our Teen Day Radio's punching bag. So a political punching bag. So are you ready to get some some old one two punches from our Teen Day broadcast team members co-host today? <laughs> You know we're always ready. Let's uh, let's get going and let's see what we got. Okay, so take it start. away. Take it away, you guys. Um, so thank you for joining us this morning, Mr. Martinez. My first question is, what do you feel like is the biggest problem in California, and how do you see a solution to go about fixing that problem? The biggest problem in California. Wow, that's like an open-ended question because 
You can say our biggest problem in California right now is Gavin Newsom. Uh, his legislation, his failure of leadership, his failure of taking a state and actually running like a state and doing a one-man dictation. But when we look at overall California, you have way too many problems to just say one over the other. Uh, we could get down to the real problems because the problem with California is we've allowed it as voters to get this far. We have kept um, career politicians in office way too long. So let's see what we got and let's go uh, with your questions. Okay. So um, how do you plan on defending the Second Amendment in California? That's actually very close to my heart, the Second Amendment. Uh, most people know what I do for a living. Uh, you guys talked about being in Oakdale. So the 23 rural counties up in Northern California are basically, we get a lot more concealed carry permits than anybody else anywhere else in the state of California. The problem with the Second Amendment is that you keep having politicians keep talking about gun control. And when they talk about gun control, they don't talk about the real gun control issues. They talk about the honest citizens who go and buy their guns legally, who go to Rusty's gun store and you sit there. Basically, we're a trout farm for them. You ever been to a trout farm? You go fishing, you're going to catch something, right? And that's what we are, too, when they talk about gun control. Gun control, to me, is actually going out and getting the illegal guns that are on the, uh, on the streets, punishing the people who have illegal guns, not the law-abiding citizens. First, we have to redo legislation. We have to get off the gun roster list because every time that you put a gun uh, for sale, you got to remove one off your list that you can no longer sell in the state of California. That's defeating the purpose. When they did the serial numbers on the back of your ammunition, those guns are going to take more guns off the market. We have got to go back and rewrite legislation and fight for the right to have every opportunity to buy every gun that's in the state that's available. Uh, a lot of people don't know this, but you can't buy a new Colt 1911 in the state of California anymore. Now you can actually only buy used Colts, which isn't right. A gun manufacturer should not be restricted to what they can and cannot sell in our state. We have got to be competitive with Texas, Arizona, and Nevada when it comes to our Second Amendment. That's so true. Um, what's your idea, sir, on uh, attacking or fixing voter fraud? Well, first, you got to get elected. Before you can fix anything, before you can do anything, if you're not in office, you can't do anything. Uh, we can do uh, poll setters. We can sit there and watch what the polls are. We can sit there and count the votes. But the reality is we got to get people in office that want to fix the problem. It's a shame that right now you need a vaccination card, an ID, to walk into a restaurant and eat, but you don't need an ID to vote because that's racist. Well, isn't it both racist? So we have got to change our legislation and we have got to change the way we do business. First, we got to get me elected. Second, we got to put voter ID. We have to clean the voter roll through the state, of, uh, state secretary of California to get it done. So that brings up my next question, Mr. Martinez. How do you feel like you're doing in the polls for um, governor? Well, you know what? That's funny you asked that because how's anybody doing in the polls? How many people get actually polled? You got 1,500 people getting polled. Now, let's do this. Let's go to one of my rallies. Let's pull the people there. I'm the lead candidate. I'm the winner. Polls are fake unless you're going to poll 22 million voters in the state of California. Nobody can really say how the polls are. The polls is a way of driving people to voting the way they want them to vote. Okay. Before Larry Elder came in, everybody was saying Kevin Kiley or uh, Kevin Faulkner were leading the polls. All of a sudden, somebody else jumps in and they're no longer even to be heard of in the polls. 
because you're pulling the wrong people. You want to actually do an accurate poll, pull uh, 23 million people, then you can tell me where anybody's leading on the polls. Polls are suggestion. They're not reality. If they were, we were who would have been our 45th president? Hillary Clinton. <laughs> Because she was leading all the polls. She was leading them so bad that some other Republicans dropped off the race before the primary because they were worried that she was going to win. It's a shame. Polls are a lie, unfortunately. What do you think about uh, green energy? It's green? No. Uh, <laughs> green energy is good. Uh, we need to go towards that, but we cannot eliminate fracking. We cannot eliminate the electricity that we have now or the power sources. We actually need to expand our power sources for the state of California. You got to look at nuclear. You got to be able to look at biofuels. You have to be able to look at uh, hydro. There's different forms and you cannot be sustained at one power only. Like what's going on right now with they're trying to ban two stroke and small motor engines where your generators are going to no longer be acceptable. How many people are you going to unemploy doing that when contractors, uh, gardeners, we use generators to keep our houses going when the power goes out? So we have got to make sure that we have more than one way of being to supply energy to the state of California. Um, would power shutdowns be a uh, like, would you justify that or like in California when Newsom, like the power shutdowns? What do you think about that? Well, you got to look at your power shutdowns and you got to uh, see what's causing your power shutdowns. First of all, uh, bad uh, management of our forests, poor management of our forests, because when you get a wildfire, it gets the PG&E lines. But if uh, we have managed our forests, uh, those trees probably wouldn't be burning where they're at and we'd be able to fight the fire sooner. Now, PG&E needs to do a better job holding up their lines and making sure that they don't cause a fire or anything that will cause power outages. But again, if you have more than one form of power, yeah, one area might get, but the rest of the state will still keep going. And that's what we're having right now. We have one source of power. We're trying to go to the straight green deal, but we don't want an alternative and you can't do that. What's going to happen to us is what happened to Texas. In regards to education, what do you feel like are the biggest problems in our schools and how would you go about fixing them, Mr. Martinez? Our education system is uh, uh, rate number 48. What is our biggest problem? It's education itself. It starts from the legislation who write the education laws all the way to the teachers union who worry more about the teachers than the students, all the way to the principals and the superintendents of the school. There's no accountability. We're trying to teach uh, CRT and sexual ordinance in school instead of teaching the real facts of real education, which is science, history, economics, in a trade school. We gotta have trade schools back in our schools so the young folks like you, when you get out of high school, you have a trade and you actually know, know how to do something other than play Xbox and be on the internet all day long. I mean, that sounds great and all that, but how many of you guys can actually change a tire, change oil? Right, exactly, William. Uh, the whole STEM program, you know, the science, technology, engineering, math, and arts and everything. They, It seems like that the school districts are really pushing this thing, but how are... How, how, what kind of results are they getting? Uh, that's exactly what we're talking about. We're talking about real education, going back to actually learning how to do something. How about economics? How about actually teaching a child how to pay bills, how to balance the checkbook, and how to actually have an education? Where do you start with this? You start with the legislation. Second, you go to the teachers' union and you break it down. The teachers' union is one of the strongest unions in the state of California. It's very simple. Stop the mass 
mandates, stop the vaccination mandates, stop uh, CRT training and sexual training ordinances. And the teachers union is going to look at me and say no. And I was going to say, great, I accept your resignation. Uh, school choice is ideal. The only problem with school choice, how many good schools is there? One. So the rest of the kids don't get an opportunity? No. Let's fix the education from the bottom up. Let's rip the teachers unions apart. Let's hold our legislations accountable for what they're putting in front of us. And let's get uh, teachers paid on what they accomplish by where their school rates at the end of the year. All right. Um, when we lived in California, there was a lot of homeless. And I'm sure there still is a lot. Um, what is your plan on fixing that? Well, it's very simple and it's common sense how to fix the homeless problem. First of all, we got to change our laws, which Prop 47 and 109 encourages uh, criminals to come to the state of California and a lot of those criminals end up being homeless. So we have got to stop that. We have got to change the way we do uh, our law in the state of California, bring law and order back to our streets. Second, we have got to close the doors on homeless from other states coming here and making it California's responsibility to take care of them. All that sounds great and dandy. But 19, uh, I'm going to take you guys back a little bit. The governor at the time was Ronald Reagan. It was 1967. The Supreme Court ruled that you can no longer institute people for mental health, that you can't just pick them off the street and put them in a mental health program. Uh, at that time, the Democrats had worked a deal with the then uh, Governor Ronald Reagan that they would open up community centers for mental health. Well, guess what? That never happened. 70% of our homeless people have mental health issues. So what do we need to do? We need to address mental health. We have got to go and fight the Supreme Court, but we have 90 days to have somebody actually instituted in mental health. That will take care of 70% of our homeless. 30% of our homeless will help us build their housing by buildings and warehouses that are set by the state of California or the counties or cities that already own them. We're going to give them a trade. We talked about trade schools a little bit. So there's three of you guys, four of you on my panel. One of you guys will be an electrician, a plumber, a roofer, a floor setter. The homeless are gonna help us build their housing. Not only that, they're also gonna to go to rehab for alcohol, drugs, and um, counselors if they need it. Now, how do you get all this done? Because here it goes. How do you put all this together? It all sounds great. First of all, we have gotta go take the executive order that our pre uh, previous governor, our governor right now, is doing, which was allowing homeless people to sleep out on your streets, on your corners, on your sidewalks, wherever they wanted to. It, they made a uh, executive order saying that is no longer against the law, which actually we go back, we remove that. Uh, the first phase of all this, uh, you guys are too young. You guys never served in the military, but a military base can be built in 24 hours, a temporary military base. When we go to another country, it's built within 24 hours. That provides showers, uh, bathrooms and a place to eat and a place to sleep. It's all provided. We're going to take the same concept we're going to get the National Guards to go from county to county and build these uh, temporary cities, towns, in a rural area where there's land, not in the middle of town, not around a lot of people. Then we're going to go and collectively pick up the homeless who are on the street. We're going to take them to this designated city where they will get evaluated by a doctor and a psychologist, and then they will get put to where they need to go, whether they need to go uh, to mental health, rehab, or into right to a trade school. It's going to take about 90 days to get everybody processed and everybody into where they're going to go. It's not against the law to do that. It's actually giving them an opportunity to be able to do something with their lives. That's so true because it's even helping improve their lives. Like there's no way that you are harming them in any way. You're actually improving their lives as well. Yeah. Yeah. Um, how will we defend the police and armed force, especially like the uh, defund the police movement? 
Uh, so we're not going to defund the police. Any county or state or city that does it, we're actually going to take it out of their state budget and we're going to put, uh, people don't know this. The governor of California actually runs the California Highway Patrol. That's who their boss is. Bottom line. That's when you go to the Capitol, the Highway Patrol is the one protecting the governor and the government areas. I can take uh, the funding that the counties and the cities don't want to use towards police and put more highway patrol there and work with the local sheriffs and the local police chief to try to enforce the uh, quality of patrolling and policing that we have. Now, don't get that wrong. My first thing is do not defund the police. My second thing is put more money into their budget so they can actually afford to get better police officers and more police officers on the ground. Now, when I say better, I don't want anybody to think that we have bad policing because we don't. But when you look at better, you need people who are trained and social services and mental health. We need to attract those people to want to be police officers. So then you have the best of both worlds. You got somebody who actually understands mental health, but actually is trained to be a police officer. You also have to get police officers to be able to walk a beat again, which means go in neighborhoods and actually stand there and walk, but they have to have enough backup to make sure that they're not afraid for their lives because of where we have less society be. Changing laws like Prop uh, 47 and 109 will allow police officers to actually do their jobs, arrest people, and there'll be a consequence for it, which there isn't right now. That will also lower your crime in those areas when you overflood them with police that will take care of your gang activity because now there's more police presence there to actually be able to do their jobs. That sounds, that's really great. Um, my next question and concern is that it took four and a half months of worldwide COVID deaths to equal one day of worldwide abortions. And um, I know that California is high on the list of abortions in our country. What is that an issue that concerns you? And how would you try go about trying to fix that? So every issue in California concerns anybody who wants to be governor. If you actually want to be the right governor and you want to lead the people of the state of California or any other state. But you also got to remember laws in order of what's in place. You want to say we can't have abortions, you got to be able to put it on the ballot. You have to be an advocate for that and you got to put it on the ballot. Now, you also got to remember this. It all sounds good when we all talk about it. Let's, let me break something out before we keep going. I am pro-life, but I am also pro-adoption. See, the biggest problem is, are we forcing people to get abortions because they don't know what's going to happen to their kids because of foster care, uh, orphanages, and things that have happened to kids? Nobody ever thinks about the aftermath of what happens when you say, hey, okay, there's no more abortions. Okay, what happens to these kids? Have you ever uh, saw adoption agencies? They're, uh, they're too hard to adopt a child in the state of California. So you want it, they go hand in hand and people kind of look at me and say, well, that doesn't sound like you're very pro-life. No, I am, but I'm pro-solution. And adoption is the solution for a problem that we have. When you give a parent an opportunity to say, look, you don't need to abort your child. They're going to go to this good home. They're going to be able to do this. That's an option and opportunity for somebody to not want to do this, but actually have it open. But you can't do that unless you change the adoption laws and make it more affordable, more easier for good families to actually adopt a child. So you have a bigger problem than just saying I'm pro-life or I'm pro-choice or this. What is the real solution for the problem? The problem is we have to have opportunities for people to see where their child will be able to go. Not only that, the state of California can no longer be paying for abortions. We have to be able to pay for Planned Parenthood to be plant prevent hood. And we have to manage our resources to where they're going. So the problem's a little bit bigger than just saying one way or the other. Legal immigrants. 
So right now we're having problems at our border and it's apparently really hard to become a, a legal immigrant. Mm-hmm. I guess it takes a long time. <clears throat> what do you plan on doing to um, stop illegal immigrant and help legal immigrant? Well, that's an open-ended question because before you do any of that, you got to shut down our borders. You have got to finish building the wall. You have got to fight human trafficking. And it's going to take more than just California to do any of the two things that I just said. You have got to be able to work with the neighboring governments of Mexico because there's three governors and one section of what we call California borders and California front. So we have to work with them. First of all, we got to reduce the human trafficking. And that's why the wall is so important, even though everybody thinks it's to keep illegal people or something like that from here. No, it's actually to funnel everybody through a door where everybody comes in the right way. That being said, I'm an immigrant. I don't know if you guys knew that. I came here when I was six years old. I come from South America. I went through the process, thanks to the late Ronald Reagan, who was president at the time, allowed me and my family to be able to get our documents or our green card a lot easier than people are having today. Again, the Democrats went back on their word, did not finish building the wall, did not secure our borders when that happened. And what ended up happening, it created a worse immigration problem in America than it helped because one side didn't keep up their end. We have got, first of all, secure our borders, like I just said, put up the wall, not allow anybody else to come in right now illegally into our state but the problem is that it's not just your southern borders it's every country who is dumping immigrants or illegal undocumented people into california uh chinese people come here have a kid go back with a passport come back and grow which they're here illegally in the first they call anchor babies and there's different ways the chinese people are still doing that not a lot of people talk about that so let's talk about immigration and immigration reform because you're asking, what am I going to do for the people who are here legally right now that are waiting in line to get their paperwork and the people who are here illegally right now without documents? First, we have got to clear the backlog in the immigration form because there's people who've been here for 10 years that don't get their paperwork done because they're so backlogged. That have because we're open borders and we're allowing everybody to come into our state and our country. We close that by closing the borders. Second, we do a California, and this is California, it's not federal, so you guys got to understand there's a difference when you talk about immigration. When you talk about DACA, DACA was a false security. Federal government said it was against, it's unconstitutional what's going on. The DACA program's going away. The problem is you got millions of kids now that have their names saying that they're here illegally, undocumented, that uh, ICE could go pick them up at any moment, not only them, but their families. That's a real reality. So what are we going to do in the state of California? We're going to remove sanctuary states, sanctuary cities. We're not going to allow that. We don't need that. What we need to do is stop giving people free stuff like, insurance they haven't paid a penny into california taxes but in a reverse side of that let's look at a different and a wider picture we cannot deport millions of people that's not going to happen so we have two problems you can't deport them because you're not going to get everybody out of here you can't keep the way it's going so what's your next solution let's give them a four-year anybody who's here undocumented getting free services or not let's turn that around and let's give them a four-year work permit to be able to work in the state of California for the next four years here legally. That gives us four years to be able to do a background check and make sure those are the people that we want here. Now, if there's a murder or a rapist or somebody who broke the law somewhere else, we actually don't know where they're at. Now, we can deport them, and it takes a lot less resources to do that. Let's say that these people are here doing the right thing. They're going to pay California state taxes. They're going to pay federal taxes, and they're going to be able to show goodwill and why they should be here. That will also take away that, well, that illegal came over here and outweighed, uh, said they work for a lesser wage than me. 
that will take that problem away. Now it'll be on your cre uh, credit and be able to do the job not on, that you can do it for cheaper labor. Sorry about that, guys. That was long-winded. <laughs> That's fine. That was, that was good, actually. Um, how's your fundraising efforts coming? Fundraising. That's a good thing because uh, to run a campaign, you actually need to have a lot of money. I started this in March of 2020, and we were starting to fundraise a little bit. And then a guy sent me a letter and kind of did a bulk letter to anybody who was running. said, how dare you ask me for money when I don't even know who you are? All you guys are scammers and are taking money from people for no cost without even introducing yourself. At the time, there was another candidate running who raised $300,000 and is out, of the, uh, is out of the race. And then you have professional, what we call professional candidates, guys that just run just to fundraise. At that moment, I took a decision and told myself, I will not do any fundraising until people know who I am. So what we did is I, I've been self-funding this for the last year. We did all the Trump rallies. We did all the recall booths. We went out and we're like, okay, come uh, August, September of 2021, we'll start fundraising. But then people will know who I am. We'll ask for small grassroots uh, donations. If anybody knows who I am, want to believe in me, and they now they know me, they can go on my website at DiegoMartinezForGovernor.com. They hit the donate button, and we say $5, $10, everything helps. So we've been strictly grassroots. So we're behind the eight ball for the recall on fundraising. We're right on time for what you would look at a 2022 election. So that's where we're at. That's great. Um are you going to be doing any rallies in the following weeks leading up to the election where people can see and meet you? And if so, where? Boy, I've been up and down California all week and I'm always on the road. Now, the funny thing is uh, today I was supposed to be in Sacramento, was going to try to make it to the Capitol, but I have to be at core 130. So that's not going to happen tomorrow. I got to see where I'm supposed to be at. I know Saturday might be in San Jose at 1111 Story uh, Avenue Boulevard, where is uh, the Century Mall. Apparently, Larry Elder's supposed to be there, so I'm going to go there and ask him how come he won't debate any real candidates and how come he's afraid of all of us. Because the problem is, and I heard at the beginning of, of this show saying that Gavin Newsom's going against 48 uh, candidates. That is actually not true. Gavin Newsom's going against 22 million California voters because that's who he's running against. He is not running against any one of the candidates who are trying to replace him. We have 46 individuals running for one job. And the California people deserve to hear from all 46 people, and they deserve to hear a debate. So I'm going to go there and I'm going to challenge him in front of television stations and everywhere else and see what he says. And I know his response. So then uh, after that, I'm going to the cart track in Dixon, California. If you're out there, it's a go-kart track, motocross place, and I'm going to show why eliminating two strokes is a bad idea and how it's going to hurt the people of the state of California and the youth of California and when it comes to motocross and motorsports. What's the best way for people to contact you? Uh, every social media, Diego Martinez for Governor, uh, and then my website, DiegoMartinezForGovernor.com. Uh, I'm on Instagram. We're on all social medias. Look me up. Send me a a message text me we have our phone number online so you can call me if you need to all right well thank you so much for taking the time to speak with us today mr martinez and to our listeners remember that broadcasting is not the only thing my brothers and i do we also own our own family website check us out at industriousfamily.com to discover our party theme ideas free coloring pages book and movie reviews and our own movie making company plus so much more Yep, that's, uh, once again, that's industriousfamily.com. Thanks for joining us. 
You've been listening to our Team Day Radio's team coverage of the 2021 California gubernatorial recall election presented by America Matters Media and KFOY AM 1060. America Matters Media is proud to support the mission of Teen Day, a community educational program for teens interested in pursuing broadcast careers. We'd like to thank our featured guests who appeared on our show. The views and opinions expressed on today's program are those of the persons appearing on this program and do not necessarily reflect the views and opinions of Teen Day, their sponsors, nor their affiliates. Information regarding candidates and the 2021 recall election can be found on calmatters.org. You can visit our Teen Day broadcast Facebook page for assignments, events, activities, and our on-demand version of today's broadcast. Until then, our next guest is preparing for the O-1-2 punch that we are waiting for them on Teen Day Radio's team coverage of the 2021 California gubernatorial recall election.